the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Okay, as promised... A change in the Biden administration's viewpoint toward the payments to illegal aliens. Imagine, you can crash the party of coming to America, do it illegally, and become a millionaire by doing it. Uh, you and a family member, four hundred fifty grand a piece. Uh, maybe it'll be four hundred grand a piece. Maybe it'll be three hundred fifty grand a piece. Seems like a pretty good price to pay even for the investments you have to make with a Mexican drug cartel to get across the border. We thought this was bogus. It was reported while Joe Biden was in Glasgow for his uh, little climate club. Peter Ducey asked Joe Biden about it once he returned, and Joe Biden said, Ah, Peter, 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 you don't have to worry. This is not going to happen. This ought to be good. I, I, I think so, too. Uh, about the way forward, Mr. President, as you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report. Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Okay. Now, I wondered when I heard that, what are the chances that he meant they're not going to get 450000 And that is indeed where it appears the escape route is for the Biden administration on this. Karine Jean-Pierre, the uh, heir apparent to Little Red Lying Hood, Jen Psaki. Yesterday at the podium, Peter Ducey re-addressed it. President Biden is calling these reports about the administration paying up to $450,000 to illegal immigrants who are separated from family members garbage. He says it's not going to happen. But the ACLU says that it is. So who is right? Are you talking about the question you asked him yesterday? Yes. So um, if it saves taxpayer dollars and puts uh, the disastrous history of the previous administration's use of zero tolerance and family separation behind us, the president is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation with the U.S. government. You know, DOJ can obviously speak more to that process. The president was, what he was reacting to uh, was the dollar figure that was mentioned, that you mentioned to him yesterday. Uh, as press accounts to date indicate, there's been press accounts on this, DOJ 
DOJ made clear to the plaintiffs that the reported figures are higher than anywhere that a settlement can land. Again, this is a this is something that the Department of Justice can can speak to. I I do not have anything more to add to this. So it's going to save us money, she said. Saves taxpayer money by paying illegal immigrants. I'll go back to my original sound clip from Peter Ducey. Do you think that's going to reduce illegal immigration? Oh, we're only getting $100,000? Oh, we're only getting $50,000. I guess it's not worth the trip then. Now, you can laugh at this, and you can tear your hair out over this, but the reality is that this is indicative of a mindset in the Biden administration that there is no zero, none, zip, nada attention paid to pushback from the electorate on policies that are horribly unpopular. They got their butts spanked in the Virginia gubernatorial lieutenant governor and attorney general election. It was an across-the-board win for Republicans. They got the most powerful state senator in New Jersey unseated by a truck driver who spent less than three grand on his campaign who had never run for office before. They almost lost the governorship of New Jersey. Stinking blue New Jersey. And what did they do two days later? Finally got OSHA to issue the mandate on vaccines that the trucking industry says, the trucking industry, and I said this yesterday, now I have confirmation. The trucking industry says this will dramatically worsen the supply chain shortage. Now, you would think, you know, you're sitting there, you're going, well, you know, supply chain, empty shelves, high prices, lots of demand, no supply, inflation going to go up. The Biden administration, they certainly don't want that to happen. They're not going to make the supply chain crisis worse. I mean, after all, Joe Biden moved heaven and earth to declare the ports open 24-7. At the time, I thought to myself, this is your solution to the supply chain crisis, is to open the ports 24-7? Great. If only Nikita Khrushchev and Zygniew Brzezinski in the Soviet Union had understood that their supply chain issues would have been solvable by opening their ports 24-7. You can have the ports open as long as you want to. If the merchandise is not there or is not being unloaded or is not being taken to market, it doesn't matter if your port never closes. But these are the cosmetic, simplistic, unworkable solutions that the Biden administration offers because they are true believers in their zealotry. You heard her say. The president is perfectly comfortable with settling with people victimized by the disastrous policies of the Trump administration. What disastrous policies? Karine Jean-Pierre? Oh, do you mean the same disastrous policies of the Obama administration? Separating families at the border, putting kids in cages? I will harken back to something Donald Trump said during the debates. Who built those cages, Joe? Yes, Barack Obama built those cages. But see, the left doesn't remember that or won't acknowledge that. Everything is 
not only racist, everything is Trump. It's all Trump. Trump, 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 right? Always Trump. When you went to try to help Terry McAuliffe in, uh, a couple weeks ago before you left, you mentioned Trump 24 times. Do you still think that voters really want to hear you talking about Trump more than the issues affecting them every day? Well, the reason I mentioned Trump, if I didn't count the times, is because the issues he supports are affecting their lives every day and there are negative impact on their lives. Thank you. Yeah. Trump is still affecting your life. My gas prices through the roof are not affecting your life. My egg, meat, bacon, milk prices are not affecting your life. My vaccine mandates that the trucking industry says are going to deplete further significantly the amount of truck drivers across the country bringing supplies to market, that's not affecting your life. And if it is, stop complaining after all. Wasn't it the uh, Washington Post that said, you know, we don't have a supply problem. We have an insatiable desire for goods we don't need problem. We need to scale back our expectations, not ramp up our supply chain issues. Here's a comment from Joe Sampson, executive director at the American Trucking Association. He warned the House Agricultural Committee on Wednesday. The trucking industry is not anti-vax, he said. We are anti-supply chain inefficiency. A lot of larger truck lines will have drivers with vaccine hesitancy. Why? For exactly the reason I told you yesterday, because these guys do their jobs in their truck, mostly alone, all day, every day. They have very little interaction with other people. Their risk of transmission is lower. And so they're going to go and they're going to find a trucking company in a local market where they can be home every night, where they have 60 employees or 50 employees. They're going to make just as much money and they're not going to have to get vaccinated. And meanwhile, more goods are going to sit. They're going to spoil. They're going to rot. And your shelves are going to go empty. And the items that are on the shelf are going to cost more money. And the Biden administration flat does not care. They flat do not care because you heard him. Trump is the source. Trump is the source of all your problems. He's not the source. When is the first time that Joe Biden ever took the blame for anything? He didn't take the blame for Terry McAuliffe's failed gubernatorial bid. He didn't take the blame for what happened in Afghanistan. He didn't take the blame and doesn't take the blame for gas prices. COVID is to blame for pretty much everything. It's to blame for supply chain issues. It's to blame for anything he doesn't have another thing to blame. He blames COVID, the pandemic, or the unvaccinated. So no amount of political losses and damage in Virginia, they refuse to see what is right before their very eyes, that their positions are unpopular, but they don't care that their positions are unpopular. And there's only one reason why. Somebody would maintain positions that are unpopular. It's because they believe in the nobility of the position they hold. I can identify with that. I believe in the nobility of the faith that I hold. And no amount of somebody objecting to it or trying to talk me out of it will talk me out of it. Because my loyalty to that is unwavering. You have to understand that their commitment to this zealotry, misguided as it is, is every bit as deeply rooted in them 
as whatever is deeply rooted in you. Could be your religious faith. Could be your love for a certain sports team. You know, we always look at things through the lens of most of us here in central Ohio. If Michigan does it, it's wrong. If Ohio State does it, it's right. It's the exact same phenomenon at work in the Biden administration. This is their defining characteristic. That they are positive, they are right. And no amount of anecdotal data or, you know, actual events happening, prices going up, ships not able to unload, Americans stranded in Afghanistan. It's all an extraordinary success. I wanted to talk to you. I got some headphone issues here. My cord is malfunctioning, and at times I wonder if you're hearing me. You're hearing me. I'm not hearing me, so I apologize for the uh, clumsy rejoin. Uh, The Kyle Rittenhouse trial is underway. Kyle Rittenhouse is the 17-year-old kid who uh, shot two people dead and wounded another in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the riots involving Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake was the uh, black man who was threatening a woman. She called the cops. He had assaulted her before. Uh, sexually assaulted her. Her kids, some of whom were also his kids, were in the car. He was trying to drive away. He fought with police. He uh, blew right through a taser. So he got shot seven times. He's paralyzed. Kyle Rittenhouse went there to stupidly, stupidly, try to protect stores uh, amid the rioting. Uh, so the left wants Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, locked up, thrown away the key, uh, hung in a public square. And the right thinks Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, did a noble thing. Kyle Rittenhouse did a stupid thing. A 17-year-old shouldn't grab an AR-15 and go try to defend um, stores in the midst of rioting. But testimony yesterday, I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse fear for his life. That's going to basically be one of the big issues the jury tackles with. Uh, A state prosecution witness, a state prosecution witness. Okay, so this guy's up there to make Kyle Rittenhouse look bad. He gets up on the stand and testifies that he had an interaction with uh, one of the guys that Kyle Rittenhouse shot and that this guy told him and Rittenhouse that if I get either one of you guys alone tonight, I'm going to bleeping kill you. So that would certainly seem to underscore the veracity of Kyle Rittenhouse, who fired only after he believed he was fired upon. It certainly seemed to underscore the veracity of Kyle Rittenhouse's opinion that his life was in danger, and he was shooting to save his own life. Now, the climate crazies uh, were attacking Joe Manchin yesterday on Capitol Hill. They blocked his way out of the Capitol parking garage. And Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, who the uh, climate wackos and leftist zealots see as the impediment to Joe Biden's uh, Break America Forever spending plan, they surrounded Manchin's car. Now, in this situation, uh, I pretty much would exonerate Joe Manchin for doing anything to get himself out of this situation. And I know there are people who will say, well, you know, you can't run people over. Do we need to see more videos of innocent motorists pulled out of vehicles? 
beaten, some killed, assaulted by crazies before we would say, you know what? That's a bad situation. You better hit the gas while you got a chance to get out of there. Joe Manchin, I thought, handled himself very well. He waited, he waited, he waited, he waited. He proceeded at a slow speed. He got out of there. Uh, but I I don't think he would have been in the wrong. If somebody gets injured, you're not responsible for not injuring other people who are standing in front of your car blocking your path. That's my position on it. Kyle in Lancaster has a thought. Kyle, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How's it going, Bruce? Good. So... I had a question for you, actually, uh, pertaining to your last segment. Yeah. Um, about the left's kind of ideology being ingrained in them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, much like Christianity is ingrained in most conservatives and mm-hmm. in us. Um, how do we navigate that as far as, you know, we obviously don't think we're wrong. They don't think they're wrong. Who, you know, who has to back down? How do we meet in the middle? You know, what? Such uh, a great question. You know, such a great question. And I, Kyle, I don't know you, but it's almost like you are heaven sent to ask this question because this is the way I wanted to end the show today. I always try to end the show at the end of a week on an uplifting note. And I was thinking about this very situation today because I heard, I heard someone on, I'll try to do this without outing the person. I heard someone on a radio program suggest a solution to uh, an argument involving two people who think differently. Okay. And their solution to the problem was that these two people need to sit down and talk it out. And I found it interesting because myself and the person who made that suggestion had a strenuous disagreement. He said to me at one point in time that all I do all day long is spew hate. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's what I do. Can we discuss it? No, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. Honestly... That's, it angers me, it hurts my feelings, and I've been thinking about it. And then to hear him today say that these two people should do what I wish he would do with me, and he's not doing it, I sat down, I prayed about it, I was thinking about it, and I thought, Is my concern more related to me wanting to convince him I'm right? Or is my concern more related to me wanting him to see the light for his own benefit? See, there's two different motivations. Do I want to expose the other person as wrong? Or do I want to help the other person move past the position they hold that I think is damaging to them. Sure, it's damaging to my cause, too. But my genuine overriding concern, particularly as a Christian, should be that they come to the light of understanding, whether it's on abortion issues or immorality issues or whatever. I'm talking about consequential, eternal decisions. That they should, my concern should be related to their understanding growing. And what I cannot accomplish, what I cannot, I cannot make that happen if I deal with them. And this gets to your question, Kyle. I cannot do it right if I engage in it via the same methods they engage in toward me. I get it. It makes you mad. You make you it makes you want to get outside yourself, get away from your the image you want to project. 
But the way, whether it's a religious argument, whether it is a tax argument, whether it is a climate argument or whatever, is the way to do it wrong is to become them. You do not want to become what they are. You do not want to use the methods they use. Because then you're not showing them a better alternative. Thank you for the question. Great question. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.